When the Iowa Hawkeyes took on the Ohio State Buckeyes, the stats came out that if Iowa punted on every single possession, they had a better chance at winning the football game. The Wisconsin Badgers, no, not in the same class, obviously, as the uh, Ohio State Buckeyes, just lost on Saturday at Kinnick Stadium 24-10. to Solely thanks to the ineptitude of the offense. To the Iowa Hawkeyes. In fact, the Iowa Hawkeyes, I gave the stat a little bit ago, I'll do it again. The Iowa Hawkeyes on offense, they had, let's see here, 146 yards. It's the fewest in a game the Hawkeyes have won. Since at least 1989. Wow. Again, the Badgers lost. And it was not because of the defense, boys. I just gave you the number. 146 yards of offense yeah, for you, Iowa. You can look at that 24 points and be like, you sure about that? No, we're sure. Be like, no, I watched the yeah, game. We're, we're sure. Yeah, the Iowa offense did absolutely nothing. And another little fun stat here on how great Iowa is. Iowa finished with 2.1 yards per play. Is that good? And while putting up fewer than three yards per play in a game, Iowa is now two and two this season. All other FBS schools are 0 and 22. <laughs> so clearly <laughs> Iowa has a damn good defense wow. and some damn good special teams because they're the only team in the entire country in 26 games to be able to win when having a, a less than three yards per play. Mm-hmm. And yet they still beat the Badgers. And on the flip side, I know it's Iowa's offense, and I know they struggle to run the football, and Spence, Spencer Petrus is Spencer Petrus. He's not a very good quarterback. But the Wisconsin defense looked really freaking good. You could even argue that the Wisconsin defense gave up zero points. Yeah, uh, and I like we were talking in the chat. It's hard to put those short field points on the defense. Yeah, like when all of a sudden there is a a fumble or there is a punt where they have a huge return from the special teams and Iowa has to go like 20 yards or to score. You can't put that on the defense. You, you, yeah. you just put them in the worst situation possible. Well, a lot of people will say the block punt was on Torchio. So that's technical. I'm counting that as no, special teams. But you get like... <laughs> RJ, RJ, just trying to find like, something When Graham Mertz is throwing pick sixes, what are you supposed to do? Yeah, Graham Mertz, wow. I mean, he was getting away with it Graham for a Mertz while. Graham Mertz got outplayed got by Spencer Petrus. Let that sink in. And you Petrus, go by the numbers? Hey, Petrus has been a punchline for us for... Ever? A while. Yeah. You go by the numbers, and Graham Mertz might have thrown for more touchdowns than Spencer Petrus. He might have thrown for more yards than Spencer Petrus. He might have had a higher QBR than Spencer Petrus, ever so slightly. <laughs> but Spencer Petrus did exactly what Iowa asked him to do. Yeah. He no. was efficient throwing the football. Yeah. He threw the football down the field five yards at a time. And guess what? He turned the football over one time. Well, Graham Mertz turned it over three. So uh, this little write-up that our guy, Zach Heilprin, our sports director, had. And by, what a weekend for Zach. Goes to Milwaukee the for the Bruce City Battle, Wisconsin-Stanford. Iowa City. He goes to Iowa City for Green Bay. Wisconsin-Iowa, obviously. And then the Green Bay for Packers-Cowboys. It's, it's a heck of a... He posted about it. He said, 10-year-old me is like... On cloud nine, a 41-year-old me is tired. <laughs> but offensively for the Badgers, I mean, even you take away the turnovers, mess. It was a mess. They couldn't run the ball, 51 yards on 31 carries. Mertz, no accuracy, 16 for 35. Offensive line couldn't protect him, four sacks. And the unit got hit with five penalties. 
what some in the of those world. sacks weren't necessarily on the O line. Well, I mean, Murr's old line. I, I, I think I didn't some think of it the, was Iowa's coverage. I didn't think the old line was egregious. No. I think most of those might have been coverage sacks and or indecisiveness by a quarterback who lately is throwing lobs. And I think one of the things that I noticed and took away from this game with Graham Mertz, one of, go. remember, one of our handicaps for taking the Badgers on this was he was protecting the football. Mm-hmm. Like, he wasn't turning the football over. He only had six interceptions yeah. in nine games. He only had one fumble through nine games. Mm-hmm. He threw two picks in this game and fumbled. Like, Graham Mertz looked like the Graham Mertz of last season, where it would be like, oh, he made a couple of good throws. And then on a wide-open five-yard swing pass or a wide-open little eight-yard out, he missed them. He just missed them. And it wasn't even like they were close throws. It wasn't like, you know, like when we talk about Aaron Rodgers being like, well, he put it exactly on your numbers, but this one could have been about, I don't know, two inches to the right, and then it would have been perfect. No, he was was missing them. It wasn't even hitting anyone's hands because it was so inaccurate. Even like on that pick six. That should have been an outside shoulder fade pass, and he just rifles it in straight at. Uh, and he was living DeJong, dangerously. I think it was. Yeah, Dijon, yeah. He was living dangerously because he threw so many of those same types of passes, like two or three before that, yeah. that were nearly picked, but just got past the defender and the and the receiver was able to make the play. Right. So he was living on borrowed time with on those the edge. plays. Yeah. Then he fell down. Yeah. The the tip the tip drill. Dude, he is, and here's the bad thing about it: like Chase Braylon Mo- Allen running like he's scared. Nothing behind. Well, and anybody Graham wants Mertz. to see Burkett, uh, he's they're keeping a they're red, shirt. red shirt. Yeah, so we're not going to see him. Well, that uh, is it. Zach Lacrue, who's the the 2023 commit? It's something Lacrue, Lance, Lance Lacrue, whatever it is. I think it's. I mean, a he's not. I mean, he's hey, don't put your hopes on. He's a three star recruit. If you whatever, watched but. any of his video, I don't know the level of competition he's going up against there. But at least he looks competent. And granted, you could say that about uh, Here, Graham Mertz boys, when he was in high school. We just need transfer portal. Boys, he couldn't even come up with his first name. <laughs> you got to find it. He, find it. You couldn't come up with what this kid's first name was. But could you come up Cole. with Graham Mertz? It's Cole. Exactly. Ah. You were wrong. Zach, you were Lance. wrong. Cole. And you know what? I don't fault you because this guy isn't Graham Mertz. Did you did you f up Graham Mertz's name when they were recruiting him? No, no, because he was a five star. He was a star. Yeah. This is a three star. Alex Hornibrook was a three star. Joel Stave was like a two or All three time star. All-time winningest. Joel Scott like, Maybe that's what the Badgers need to get back to to be good again. You get two and three star recruits now, baby. Enough of these five stars. Yeah. Cole LaCruz, Zach Lance, whatever your name is, you're you're in. There's no way you can continue to recruit these three star kids and expect them to come in and play as a freshman. No. They don't have an option next season. It's Graham Mertz. But my (laughs) takeaway from this game, my takeaway from this game is if Jim Leonard is kept on as the head coach of the Wisconsin Badgers, he needs to scrap every single effing thing on the offensive side of the football. Oof. They're all done. Besides the wild, they're all done. I mean, <laughs> yeah, they're done. It's are they D-U-N? done? And it's one of those. This like, offensive line, the running back room, and the quarterback have absolutely sucked ass <laughs> since 2020. It's that nil money made you soft. It's and for the people who are like. 
Well, this just shows you that Jim Leonard can't <laughs> be the head coach. Really like he flat out said, I have had, had nothing to do with the offense. I'll let them figure that out. I'm going to keep my eye on the overall game and, and still call the defense. And how's the defense doing? When's the last time uh, amazing. Wisconsin football played quote-unquote Wisconsin football for a season? It was 2019 when Jack Cohn was the quarterback. Yeah. Yep. Been a it, while. Graham Mertz has never then had lost to him. a good season. They they keep saying, oh, well, look at his numbers. He's climbing up there with passing yards in a career and blah, blah. Yeah, he's been there forever. It's like Brad Davison being the all-time three-point shooter yeah, but for Brad the actually was, Scots hey, and Badgers. Keep, keep Brad Davison Brad Davison your mouth. <laughs> Brad Davison would be good against good teams he at times, He was there though. for like six years, and he's not a doctor. It happens. Graham Mertz you is, don't know that. He could be Mertz, a doctor of basketball. When has Graham Mertz been good against a good team, a good defense? When's the last time he's been good against a good defense? He's great at beating up the the Sister Mary School of the Blind that are recruited about, on whatever How defense. about this one? For everyone that's talking about how Graham Mertz has played so well, yeah, it is his best season. Again, it's his fourth season in the program. Scott Tolzien started two seasons, and he has more passing yards than Graham Mertz does through basically three. He had better A receivers. lot of these guys that are on this list that are ahead of Graham Mertz are guys that haven't played nearly as long or attempted nearly as many passes as Graham Mertz because they weren't given the opportunity because the someone in front of them was playing. Graham Mertz was the one where they handed him the car. Mm -hmm. It's your team. You're even when he was a freshman, he got to go in and play in three different games. When Jack Cohn was playing, everyone was, was clamoring for him because he was this four, four, five star quarterback. And then you you turn the page. They basically say, "Sorry, Jack, this isn't your team anymore. You can transfer to Notre Dame." And they let Graham Mertz be the quarterback in 2020. Now there was an injury to, to, to Jack Cohn, right? But, but Jack Cohn could have come back in 2021 and been the guy. He he basically was forced out the door. Said, "This is Graham's yeah, team Graham, now." Graham's team. He has one great game, and it was one and a half. And I mean, it was one the and first half. game. And we, one and a half. And we found out during half. Michigan during the season. From his dad tweeting again. Thank you, Mr. Cohn. Yeah. Uh, he's Twitter been healthy for X amount of weeks. I forget what it was. And they told him no. Don't That's swim. why he's transferred. And this team has stunk. This team has offensively stunk since 2020. Mm-hmm. And it really does coincide with Graham Mertz being the quarterback. Now, I'm not putting 100% of the blame on Graham Mertz, but he's been awful. The offensive line <laughs> has been on him, inconsistent. <laughs> the offensive line has been inconsistent. Some games they look like the offensive line of old that we know and love with Wisconsin football. Other games, they look terrible. The running back room, blame you given Mertz? Outside, of, outside of Braylon Allen, Feels like there's a lot more to be desired now. Ches Malusi transferring from, too much. from Clemson. He's a guy that once he started getting more workload, Achilles broken arm. That's unfortunate. Braylon Allen is he mailing it in? It looked like he was last weekend. Well, here's some comments from him coming up next because he might be on the move. We'll talk about it coming up. But my God, the Badgers are in a tough spot. How much, Rowdy? How much blame do you give Mertz? You said not 100, percent but. No, but in this game, he looked like missing the throws, the turnovers, the fact that I was sitting there watching the game saying, I think I'd rather have Spencer Petras quarterback in the Badgers right now means you were terrible, just terrible.
Hey, good news though. Packers beat the Cowboys last night. All right, everyone's homework assignment. What does Amari Rodgers bring to the table to keep him on this team? Because every time I, he is back there, yeah, I know I do. I cringe. And I feel like the more. When they first originally hired LaFleur, I was like the most skeptical person. I'm like, everything I've looked up on this guy, the offenses that he had were actually better before and after he left. There was a lot of, well, you know, he did this and this at this stop. Yeah, well, Sean McVay was also there. Kyle Shanahan was also there. They've had more success. Like, you know what I mean? There was a lot of, there was a lot of things that he was connected to where there was some success there, but you couldn't really point at him specifically. You know what I mean? And there was a lot of evidence in my mind where he was pretty unproven and it wasn't like there was like a ton of success where he was this great offensive coordinator and has took an offense from, you know, 20th in the league over to, to third. Yeah. There was nothing like that. So I'm, I was very skeptical when he was hired, but the more I've watched Matt LaFleur and just in general, the, the, the Packers coaching staff this year, the more I scratch my head and the more I question, is this guy really that legit? And LaFraud. the reason, yeah, the reason for that is, yeah, two back-to-back MVP years, Aaron Rodgers. Rich Passaccia is a guy that uh, was well-respected in the league, took over the Raiders last year, special teams, long-time special teams coach, seen as one of the better in the business, right? Mm-hmm. They bring him into Green Bay, and the special teams are slightly better. Than I mean, what, they're, they're better. But. Than what they were last year. Rankings-wise, they're slightly better. Eyes wise, yeah, they're better, but last year they were dead last and blocking for field goals and extra points was a mess. Blocking for punts was a mess. Kicking and everything was a mess. Mm -hmm. So no crap that they were worst. But this year, slightly better in rankings. At what point does Rich Basaccia say, yo, Amari Rogers can't be back there. I don't understand. It, it makes literally no sense. And to why me, he's still there. I, I look at Rich Passaccia and go, dude, what are you doing? And then on top of it, how long until the head coach doesn't come to the special teams coach going, that dude can't be back there. Yeah. You're the head coach. I don't get it. I get, no I it. get delegating roles where it's like, Hey, you know, I'm the head coach. I'm yep. more the offensive guy. I don't want to step on my special week teams after week after week coaches toes because that's what he does. And he does it well. But if it continues to happen, you, you gotta step say in. something. You gotta change. If it. you're the head coach of the, and you oversee the Packers, you have to step in eventually. And you know, Rich, I don't understand why Rich Masaccio doesn't. All he did with Keyshawn Nixon out there at the end of the game. But if you're Lafleur, step in and be like, "Yo, dude, this guy's done." And then my second point with Lafleur with the defense: How come it took this long for Joe Barry to make the adjustments? It ba- and he didn't even really want to make the adjustments to have. Alexander start to follow the number one receiver a little bit more or to put Darnell Savage as the nickel or slot corner. Yeah, it, it was basically an Eric Stokes injury that forced Douglas and Jair out wide yep. and Savage into the slot. Why did it take that long, especially with how the secondary was playing to not experiment in some of these games where you're freaking losing? Like, why was that not? And then the fact that you even admitted <laughs> that he was a better slot or yeah, nickel the, corner yep, yep. and he could be great at it, but you didn't try it. 
It's 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 mind boggling. You didn't, tr- and 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 the fact that Lafleur never said anything about trying it. He's like, well, that would mess up our entire scheme, and I don't think we want to do that. You didn't even suggest it once. Yep. Like, let's not try it for one game in our pitiful five game losing streak. Yep. And they only did it because of injury. And then the one other thing. Oh, there's more. X credit. Y- you would say that for the most part. Remember the media story when he first got here is. Is Aaron Rodgers a coach killer? Yeah. Is this Can relationship going to be able to? Yeah. Lafleur. And you would say that they've played pretty nice. Yeah. But it, it's been pretty easy sailing, right? 13 and 3, 13 and 3, 13 yeah. and 4. Yeah. It's been pretty easy. Yeah. You, you haven't faced much adversity. The first, the first real adversity this season, it's almost like Matt LaFleur doesn't have any answers. We've already questioned him pretty much since his very first season that he doesn't, he's not a guy that makes a lot of adjustments. Yep. But now, now look at how Aaron Rodgers in that last possession before overtime, screaming just barking at and bitching at him. Because Wait, what the f- are we what doing? Are, what were they doing? Did you run that th- out? He and was, he was just tearing him up. LaFleur. Yeah, he comes out on the podium and says, "Yeah, that was my bad. The players picked me up there." Yeah, they, has, the players bailed me out. He has said that multiple times now, where he's like, "Yeah, that was my bad," and it's like, "Yep." I feel like anyone with any common knowledge of the f- game of football that has watched it, they're like, like, "What, what in the doing? f are you doing?" Like, I understand Mike McCarthy going for it and doing this and that. Matt Lafleur just looked like a lost man child but out there. The one other thing that I kind of step back and go, "Man." Is when Aaron Rodgers cut off Matt LaFleur oh, for the handshake in front of Mike McCarthy. Loved it. And you know why that means something to me? Know your role, Matt It's because he threw him in the back seat and said, you know where you're at. Yep. You're behind me. Mm-hmm. But the other thing that I, I firmly believe this 100%, he would not have done that to Mike McCarthy. No, no. He would never have cut in front of Mike McCarthy no. if Mike McCarthy was going across. Say Tom Clemens, his, one of his best buddies, uh, yeah, was, Tom was coming across to shake hands and say he was the head coach somewhere else. Yeah. I still don't believe that if Mike McCarthy was the head coach at that time, I, no, that he would have cut across. He would have waited. They would have shaken hands. Then they would have had their totally, I agree with you. 100%. But he 100% cut in front of the floor because I don't think Aaron right. Rodgers believes in the floor. And you know what? If your top guy doesn't believe in you, there's a lot of issues. Well, LaFleur has done so many things this year. He's like, oh, I didn't realize that Aaron Jones only carried the ball eight times. Yeah, right? but I didn't that's that. the, And it's like, okay, it's you, unbelievable. Was, you finally used Aaron Jones. You used him. He carried the ball 24 times, 138 yards, and one touchdown. Uh, they were finally, and I don't know what took you this long, into week 10. To finally start doing it. I almost feel like the more you see their relationship grow and, and you see the season go along and just basically the tenure in Green Bay go along, doesn't it feel like Aaron Rodgers, like he likes Matt LaFleur as like a person? Yeah. And I think he gets along with Matt LaFleur because they're very similar in age. Where there's definitely yeah, a couple years there's definitely an age difference between him and Mike McCarthy or a generational What's difference. What's before like four years older than him or something like that? Yeah, they're so they they're kind of on that same level together. But I still think that when they're talking, I feel like Aaron Rodgers is sitting there going, "Yeah, that's a pretty good idea, Matt." 
Yeah. Like, yeah, that was a pretty like, good idea. Like, like, we yeah, can use I'll this. consider it. Yeah, we can use this. But then other times he's just like, you're an this, idiot. This guy's an idiot. Yeah. Like what you saw at the end of the regulation, him just barking and screaming at him. And I was like, yes, King, go off, Rogers. Tell him what you think. And then a lot of people were blaming fraud. Gutekunst about all the issues that we were having this year. But I think it showed you that A, if you run the football, B, if your wide receivers would have stayed healthy and were just on the field and you or had the opportunity for for Watson and Dobbs to get reps yeah. and for Cobb and, and Watkins to actually stay on the field, that, yeah, the wide receiver position is definitely your worst position, but it's at least NFL worthy. Mm-hmm. Like, they were, with all the injuries and guys missing time, that receiving core has been pretty totally. brutal, but it, it's not... It's not so bad as that it's like, man, this is like a college receiving well, this is corner. the offense we thought it could be, you know? Like, it just waited But Matt LaFleur to... never played with the players that he no. had. It's so, it was yeah. like Mike McCarthy for the longest time from 14 to 18 was screaming, please get me NFL caliber players so that I can somewhat run my offense. And now LaFleur has them. And doesn't run it. But maybe they're not necessarily suited to the type of, you know, throwing that Mike McCarthy had. But. They're suited to run the football, and he's not doing it. Yeah. They ran the football 40 times. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers literally hit Watkins, Watson in the hands and the numbers almost mm-hmm. every freaking pass. That one that Sammy Watkins caught, mm-hmm. the ball basically caught him. It hit him <laughs> right between I mean, the Rodgers was dialed the, in. He was dialed in. And then you have your turds out online saying the one oh, throw so where turds. he's behind Watkins. Well, if he would have thrown Aaron Rodgers hit her or nauseating. Aaron Rodgers had like... 20 throws yesterday. Yeah, it's 14 to 20. And I would say 18 out of the 20 were money. Yeah. I'll, Absolute money. He, he missed six of them, and he used to probably have four of them were drops. Four of them were drops, and then he missed the one that yeah. was behind. So I guess, okay, out of his 20 throws, 17 were on point. You couldn't put it there any better. Yep. And one was still caught, and the others were dropped. Yeah. And they were in their hands. We want Jordan Love. See, I'm just scared because everyone's going to finally get a lot of those anti Roger fans are going to get exactly what they want. And then they're going to cry. Aaron Rodgers is not going to be the quarterback, and Matt LaFleur is still going to be the head coach. And and I don't have a lot of faith in this team unless Goody really starts to hit on his draft and give them better players. Because this this is the best roster. 2021 and 2022 are the best rosters that they've had with LaFleur and Gutekunst since both of them took over. Mm -hmm. And yet look at how poor they've done. Yeah. And and I sit there and I think about this, the 2019 team, right? Yeah. That 2019 team, that team was not good enough to win a Super Bowl. They were too soft on defense. They couldn't stop the run. They just got pummeled by physical teams. 2020 when they lost to Brady and then 2021 when they lost to Shanahan, I really do think those, those two teams were good enough to totally. win a Super Bowl. Yeah, totally. The defense was good enough. The The talent on the roster was good enough. Aaron Rodgers playing at an MVP level. I blame Matt LaFleur. Matt Hell LaFleur yeah. is the reason why they didn't win the Super Bowl in those two years. Remember the end of the Tampa Bay game? Yeah. With him bitching Vision at LaFleur for what the for F is he doing at the end of the games? 2021. Being soft, being soft, sad, pathetic. 2021. The play calling was terrible. Aaron Rodgers was also terrible. I will not let him off the hook there. Special teams cost him. But 2022, the play calling has been terrible for the roster he has. Yeah. No adjustments and just a lot of why aren't you 
as the head coach, Adjusting telling him. other people yeah. to change things. You're just letting them do whatever. Yep. I blame LaFleur. Hell yeah. I wanted to hear uh, go live into the locker room of the Packers head coach, Matt LaFleur, as the green and gold get a, you know, emotional, you know, 14 point comeback win in overtime over Big Mike. And the Dallas Cowboys. Take a listen to what Matt the Fleur had to say. Give it up for yourself, coach. That is what it's supposed to feel like, what it's supposed to look like. You talk about a total team effort, all three phases, down 14 points in the fourth quarter, but nobody blinked. We stuck together. We were having fun out there playing ball, man. That's what it's supposed to be like. I'm so proud of you guys. I'm getting... Really emotional right now. It's been a he's, he's crying. He's crying. He's, he's crying. You guys battle your ass off. You come to work every day ready to get better and better and better. And no, and we're sticking together through the tough times. All right? So proud of you guys. There was so much great leadership on that field. The most powerful teams are player-led. We say it all the time. And you guys, you guys led the way. Family on three. One, two, three. Family. Matt LaFleur was the only guy crying in the locker room. You know what he sounded like there? But hey, emotional win for him. Frank the Tank in old school when he's given the speech. <laughs> he's given the speech after he just jumped, tried to jump through that fiery hoop. That's funny, dude. <laughs> you got paddled out there. Can I play the Frank? Is there swearing in that one? <laughs> I'll, I'll have to vet it. We'll have to do it back to back. I'll vet it. But yes, there's Matt LaFleur. You gotta um, keep your composure. You keep your composure. <laughs> Man, I mean, it's emotional, right? Uh, we've seen Matt LaFleur cry a couple times. One after the one at halftime when they're getting totally trounced by the Bills. And then this one after a nice win over the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, emotions run an eye. It is the, the NFL and all professional sports are a, you have to win. It's a winner's league. And when you go five in a row of losing, that's tough. And LaFleur getting it going over the boys. <laughs> I just keep thinking of what you were saying, talking about Rowdy, of, Matt, of Aaron Rodgers shoving him aside so he could get to Mike McCarthy first after the game. Get it. Know your role. He uh, never would have done that to Big Mike. Big Mike would have commanded the field. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, and he yeah. would have commanded the handshake. Did a, did a little compare and contrast here, Rowdy. First, uh, <laughs> the movie Old School with Frank the Tank when he's trying to inspire his boys after he messed up. Uh, I think he jumped through the burning hoop of fire. Yeah, he attempted as the to. mascot and he you know lit himself on fire. Got he some, didn't make some, it through. Some burns. This is Frank the Tank in the locker room. Come on, all right, everybody. That's what I'm talking about, guys. We've made a great effort so far. Let's just keep it up. That's right. We can't have anyone freak out out there, okay? We've got to keep our composure. We've got too far. There's too much to lose. We've got to just keep our composure. All right, that's Frank the Tank. Now let's see the inflection of Matt LaFleur. We were having fun out there playing ball, man. That's what it's supposed to be like. I'm so proud of you guys. I'm getting really emotional right now. It's been a rough. <laughs> <laughs> pretty, pretty similar. I mean, both both end up winning. Like they win. Like they they get I their like, eternity back. Sit there if you're like a grown man, like everyone else in the locker room is. Well, he's in the middle. Everyone's standing in a circle around. Yeah, him. and he's like, I'm getting emotional, man. I like if you're like a 30 year old dude, aren't you just kind of sitting there going like? Okay, it's we just want a football game, and I, I I like it, but this is a little out. Like, wouldn't you rather have like an old grumbly Mike McCarthy? Be like, I'm in here, man. 
you know, great, great job today. Good I love job, you man. all. Good job, man. There, playing ball, man. That's what it's supposed to be like. I'm so proud of you guys. I'm getting really emotional right now. It's been a rough. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I get it. Like, you just... Uh, the camera's panning around the whole crowd. I, I don't really see anyone else wipe away any tears, but I get it. Like, it's emotional. I get it. I'm not going to knock a guy for wearing a football game, and I don't, I'm not in the locker room, obviously. But Give me an old, grumbly, cranky, Mike McCarthy-type dude talking, like, barking, like, brruh, 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 good game so out there. I'm proud of you guys. I'm getting really emotional right now. It's been a rough week, yeah, okay? It's been a rough week. It's like they might start crying because they're so happy. I see, like, I'll send you the video. Look at some of the, some of the guys looking around like, what the hell's going on around here? <laughs> One young Ben Kenny. Hey. Dude, morning. what a game. What a game. What a game. Sunday. Sunday. What a game. That was the most fun the Packers have been since when? <sighs> to me, last year sometime. The Rodgers broken foot Jamal Adams game. It's been a while. I yeah. would say the. Last time it was a fun Packers game would probably, this is just off the top of my head, would probably be the second to last regular season game of 2021. Because even those were kind of shaky. The defense was like, that was the Ravens game, the Browns game. They got run on. It wasn't the Lions and it definitely wasn't the 49ers. Well, yeah. Boys, here's what I'm all in on. And Rowdy is all in on too. The Wisconsin Badgers. I'm starting to come around. Basketball to this team. team. Basketball team, Ben. Oh, yeah. Not that stinking pile of crap that is that offense for the Badger football team. They suck. I had absolutely no expectations for this team this year. It was okay, we know that Steven Crowell, we know that uh Tyler Wall is coming back, and we know that Chucky Hepburn is coming back. Outside of that, pretty much season. everything was a big question mark. Who's gonna be the backup big man? Who are the shooters on this team not named Chucky Hepburn? Dude. All of those were huge questions, and I sat hey. here and go, ninth, 10th in the Big Ten? That's pretty realistic. I said fourth or better. I now watch this team play. Now, granted, it's South Dakota, but all of a sudden, they're projected to finish third in the Summit League, and so it's not like they're a god, god-awful team, and they mop the floor with them, and then they play Black Stanford, Stanford at the... At the Brew City. Yeah, Brew City battle. And Stanford was projected on three different publications to finish Dude. fifth in the Pac-12. So it's not like they're a dog crap Pac-12 team. Well, if you listen to me, I said fourth or better Big Ten Badgers per huge. Benjamin. My expectations are still quite low. No, no, However, no. Well, the football team? Uh, uh, well, oh. No, basketball. Man. The football team sucks. That hurt. They suck. I, I've bought. Your every- twin stinks. I, I've bought every piece of Connor Asijan stock. Asijan's the man. How about more evidence? Everyone listens to our show. We inspired jo, uh, Jordan Davis to play better. Jordan Davis is good. Well, well he, uh, right now let's, he's, he's let's right tamper, now he's one and one. Let's tamper that excitement. Uh, hit, it's a fun team though, no doubt. Uh, the, the football team sucks, dude. See, I'm kind of raising my expectations. Nine or ten in the Big Ten was kind of where I was at. Now I'm thinking with how they're playing. I might bump that up to seven. Fourth or better. Big Ten, baby. That taxes Wisconsin finished fourth or better in the Big Ten. The football team, believe it or not, though, still alive in the West. Who's going to get absolutely just manhandled by Ohio State in the Big Ten championship game? It's going to be Iowa. 
You think so? They're impressive. <laughs> Who wants to continue to win games so that they can get violated by Ohio yeah. State? Iowa, again. Well, they got violated by Michigan. What do you no think difference. the score yeah. would be yeah, Michigan's pretty good when too. <laughs> Ohio State runs out their five NFL wide receivers, C.J. Stroud, and I know their running backs are banged up, but I, I don't think it matters at this point. Um, but, yeah, they run out their five NFL receivers and C.J. Stroud against Iowa's defense slash special teams, but all of a sudden in two minutes, Ohio State's up 14 points, and we see ben. Spencer Petras still – Handing the football off. No, I I know the answer, but I just want to make sure we can't have Cole Lacrue come in early to start the three star recruit they just got. He can't come in like by Saturday and play for quarterback. Can he? No, he cannot. Because God bless it, we just should run Wildcat. Ben, I got a question. Graham for Mertz you. needs to go with Isaac Arendo though. D- better than boy, Braylon Allen wasn't doing it. anything's better than Graham Mertz. Yeah, he mailed it in. He's transferring. Dude, did you hear all the stuff he was saying? I did. Did you hear the end of one of his things? Like, I'm playing for you guys through this year. I don't think he's mailing it in. I just don't think he's running well. He, the whole offense needs to be fired into the sun. Well, it will it, it will be. It's bad. Graham Mertz question for you. It's not like it's Paul Christ and he's unable to fire somebody. Are we in the fire Jim Leonard train yet? <laughs> no, he hasn't even been hired. <laughs> I'm just trying to get out ahead of things here. How many memorable moments... For Graham Mertz, like memorable games, do you does he have? He's now the starting quarterback at Wisconsin for three full seasons. He's been <laughs> here for freaking four. How many memorable games does Graham Mertz have? I'm gonna have to defend him, aren't I? No, you no, can do whatever you, you want. The you can do whatever you want to do. Somewhere in between one and two. Alex Hornibrook. <laughs> Somewhere in I, between it's one, one and, and a half. Two. It's it, one. It's Illinois it's and one. half of Michigan. No, it's one. Some some could some could bring up some other. Alex games. Hornibrook has more memorable, better games against better Michigan competition. Michigan State as a freshman for Hornibrook. The Iowa game in Iowa City where he let him back. The Orange Bowl against Miami. That's three for a guy that looked like an idiot throwing left handed. And looked at other people's women. On Graham the, Mertz, the, the savior of the program, the five-star All-American, has won. And by the and way, half. he's been in the program for four years. And people ran Jack Cohn out of town. They just made the list, too? Ridiculous. Can I want, I want, I want, I still moan now, for Cohn. that's one Bad thing bro. that we all were in common on. <laughs> we were all Jack Cohn guys over Graham Mertz, especially I had a bet that in 2019. Yeah. You I sold five hundred dollars. I was all in on Cone starting, and so it's, no, it's all Mertz. Not to be that guy. Cone might be my third favorite Badger quarterback of all time, behind his first is Joel yeah, Stave. I don't count Russell Wilson. He's a weirdo, anyways. His first is Joel Stave. Number one, the all-time winning Scott Tolzien was my guy. And then I probably go Brooks Bollinger, and then Jack Cone. Jack Cone was like a poor man. Scott Tolzien should have been given more playing time. Should have been kicked Caleb out the door. Williams. He's my favorite. Oh, the Badger quarterback for like two seconds. The idea of him. No, well, can <laughs> you kind deal? Well, didn't he? Didn't did he visit? No, no. Oh, it was the two mind. seconds where everyone's like, "Hey, he might yeah. come here." I think there was a Photoshop of him in a Badger jersey. Yes. What were you gonna say now, Ben? You're gonna defend my Cameron? second, my second favorite transfer quarterback of all time. It's really a battle between Allen Everidge or Danny O'Brien. Danny O'Brien. They're right behind Russ. Who's the one in the draft day movie with? Uh, Ooh, actually forgot about. Are we going to consider um, McAvoy? McAvoy a quarterback? Yeah, he played quarterback. Okay, that's three battles. Gary for the second, put him in. Second best transfer ever. What ben? those three battle for it? 
Graham Mertz stunk on Saturday. He's yeah, he's only good against bad teams. Dude, he he sucks. How can you how can you make some of the throws he, he makes? Stinks. All right, so Ben, say your piece, Ben. Sorry, he's only good at home, and that's the issue. He has not played one good game on the road in in a real place with real people. He stinks. However, does he have the yips? Because he's missing open wide receivers. Like he missed throws badly. I, Braylon Allen couldn't run the ball. The offensive line couldn't block well. And, and Grammers couldn't throw. I, I genuinely think playing in an environment like that has become like impossible. Like there's trauma there. Spencer Do you Petrus looked better than him. Petrus looked good. He was efficient. In. Let it sink in. Graham Mertz turned the football over three times as many times as Spencer Petrus. There is one problem with going to the portal, though. That Wisconsin's not going to do it? No, they might do it. <laughs> it's broken at Wisconsin. It's like the it's the business you go into where every single time the elevator's broken or the McDonald's ice cream machine, you're that's not the Wisconsin gonna, portal. You're not going to get any better, anybody better. Are you going to get anyone worse? Likely. Most of the transfer quarterbacks that will be out there will be literally Graham Mertz, but in different form. Someone just messaged me, can Hornybrook come back? <laughs> uh, depends on how some of his, line, his, hey, his girlfriends look. At least Jim Leonard's going to hire a special teams coach for once. You think? Oh, there there will be coaches on this staff now that will not be there come fall. Well, yeah, the entire offensive side should all be scrapped. Yeah, and I can hear an argument. I, I'd move Bostad back to inside linebackers. Like well, I don't think, yeah, I don't think that every single offensive coach is going to be scrapped, but I think the majority of them should be. Like you said, you you mentioned Bostad, who also worked obviously with the linebackers too. He's a guy that should be retained, but there's a lot of guys on that offensive side that should be out of there. The and whole reason Paul Chris got fired, right, part of the reason, is because he hired an offensive staff of guys that somewhat did not know what they're doing. And that's kind of why this team stinks. Well, I think the other thing that goes along with it is they need to bring a new playbook. They need to bring in a new playbook. Now I'm not saying they need to go grab like an, a triple option or a, you know, like a air raid, but they need to modernize it. They need to bring in a little bit different of a playbook. It can still be that balanced pro style offense, but it, there's gotta be some new wrinkles to it. Bring me something new. They stink. Like, they yeah. stink. But here's the thing. They're still alive in the West. What's more likely? Right, so what needs to happen? What are the scenarios? They miss a bowl. I have it. Or they win the West. What's more the likely? West. They win the West. Uh, missing a bowl. This is Nebraska. They could lose to Nebraska. They could. If they lose to Nebraska, they probably will lose to Minnesota. That's a Twitter poll tomorrow. Ben, um, what are the scenarios? Okay, scenario number one. Minnesota beats Iowa. Purdue beats Northwestern. Nebraska beats Iowa. Wisconsin beats Minnesota. Indiana beats Purdue. Northwestern beats Illinois. Wisconsin wins the West. And Wisconsin beats Nebraska. Do it one more time. Um, Wisconsin needs to win both of its games. They need Minnesota to beat Iowa. North uh, Purdue to beat Northwestern. Nebraska to beat Iowa. Purdue to beat... No. Indiana to beat Purdue. And Northwestern to beat Illinois. Your head spinning? Oh, it's not going to happen. Well, there are four more ways they can go to the same idea. If the Badgers don't make it to a bowl, I'm all in on Jim Leonard being the next head coach. But if they don't go to a bowl and they don't beat Nebraska, 
I might have to start looking at other coaching options. If they, if they lose to Nebraska, we're on the fire Jim Leonard train. But your whole your whole thought that Mertz stinks, if anything, how are we going to hold Jim Leonard to the standard of Bobby Ingram and Graham Mertz being unable They're all to fire Here's the deal. He's a defensive coach. Fire them all. Nebraska's giving up like Done. 190 yards on the ground. If Braylon Allen mails it in again, I'm with Dave from Monona. See a crybaby iron or iron yeah. jock crybaby. Jasmine Lucy. I just stay healthy. Seriously. Just stay healthy. They're, what are they playing? Their third, fourth string quarterback? Their quarterbacks stink in Nebraska. They can't even move the football. And then you should be able to run on them. If you lose that game, fire everybody. This drum of Todd Rundgren has never sounded sweeter than right now. The five-game losing streak snapped. The return of Mike McCarthy, dead and buried, headset broken. Packers win, baby! Oh, feels good. Rowdy, this is what winning feels like. Doesn't it feel great? It's been a long time coming. Not going to lie, when it that fourth quarter was uh, just starting and the Packers were down by two scores, I was trying to fully wrap my head around how I was going to become invested into the Bucks and the Badgers okay. for the rest of the year. <laughs> basketball, baby. Well, that's easy. The Badger basketball team, 2-0 undefeated, and the Bucks, the best team in the NBA. The Packers, if it wasn't interesting, man, they made it a little more interesting after that overtime victory over the Cowboys. My God, Aaron, hey, Aaron Rodgers haters, where are you at today, you losers? Oh, my God. Aaron Rodgers heard all your bitching and moaning, and he shoved it right up your candy ass. Big mics, too. I can't get over, though, Rowdy. Aaron Rodgers, and you and you brought it up a couple times. I want you to bring it up again. About Aaron Rodgers' big D and Matt LaFleur. Yeah, he totally it was incredible. right in front of him to dap up Mike McCarthy. Shake their hands, do the little hug, you know, say a few words to each other. And Matt LaFleur is just sitting there with a dumb look on his face like, um, hey, uh, okay, I, I guess I can go now. Can I get in here and shake this guy's hand? It is, you know, a fellow brother of mine, or coach to coach. And Rowdy, Aaron Rodgers, like, Matt LaFleur, I just bitched you out at the end of the regulation because of whatever the hell you were calling. It was so stupid. Now you get to wait in line when I shake McCarthy's hand, give him a big old hug and tell him I love him. Then McCarthy wanted nothing to do with LaFleur after that. He's like, get out of here. Would you more disrespectful? Aaron Rodgers and Big Mike, where they're bitching back and forth at each other towards the end of his tenure in Green Bay, yeah. or Aaron Rodgers, Matt Lafleur, where he's like, seriously, just get by me. <laughs> I think Rodgers with the floor. Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah, I mean, well, Big Mike and Aaron Rodgers, they talked about it so many times on the broadcast and leading up to the game about how they'd have meetings for hours and it always ended with a hug and I love you and how much they missed each other. Aaron Rodgers just goes to Matt LaFleur, chews him a new ass, bleep, and then I think I can say that, chews a new ass, and then says, wait in line, wait your turn, I'm shaking Big Mike's hand, you loser. Well, doesn't it feel like Matt LaFleur at this point is the dad that would come out and kind of yell, even though you knew that the dad wasn't a yeller? He's the stepdad. And then everyone kind of like, chuckled, was quiet for a second, and then he'd go back inside, and then you'd right back to whatever you're doing. Matt LaFleur is like... Because no one took him seriously. Matt LaFleur is like... He's like dating your mom who's divorced. and I, I, 
I'm speaking maybe from experience. But you know, like, <laughs> I was going to say, I don't know anything about Like maybe your mom is divorced and she's out there dating again. And you're like, you know, you're like a teenager. You know, you could get away with a lot of stuff. But he's like, he's like the new guy that, that your mom's courting. You're like, like, this guy can't tell me what to do. He's not my dad. And then dad comes home or he comes to visit. That's Mike McCarthy. Like, ah, oh, dad, what's up, man? And then stepdad or, you know, the boyfriend's like, get out of here. It's got nothing to do with you. That's what it kind of, that's the vibes I kind of got. Like we'll hear from them all momentarily. Hey, speaking of Mike McCarthy, uh, you know, it was like such a love. <laughs> Green Bay. So Green Bay Academy. <laughs> Played Pulaski. And Mike got and it tossed. was at Pulaski High School. Hey, I was reading about it. Apparently, the ref was. It was a terrible call, and he jobbed. He jobbed the Green Bay team, his son's stepson's team, and Mike McCarthy let that ref have a teachable <laughs> moment to say, "Hey, you kind of screwed the pooch." <laughs> but speaking of Mike McCarthy, so the all last week was like a love fest. Obviously, I just love the return. That. Imagine Mike McCarthy barking at you, coming at you in the stands. Yeah, right after, right after you're sitting there at a high school event where they read off the WIAA, you know, how to be a good sportsman, be a fan, not a fanatic, <laughs> and then. Then you know Mike McCarthy then just got Mike fired. McCarthy's in there, and he's the one that's lighting him up on the court. And you know the dude just lost his job because he got fired after losing to the Cardinals. And he's like barking at you. He's like, sir, you just got to go. Like, I can't. Like, this can't happen. You got to go. I just need to see one of the referees coming up to Mike McCarthy and bringing, like, a little handbook and say, sir, do you not see how you're supposed to act according to the WIAA? I don't give a heck. He's pitch broke tough. All right, I'll get to that phone call one second. But after the game last night, Rowdy, after all of it, you know, answering the X and the O's of the game. Do you not listen to a thing I just said? Did you? <laughs> I love Big Mike is one of the greatest things that ever happened. Uh, where is it? Did you just listen to that question I just answered? <laughs> I answered you. Yeah. After the game, Mike McCarthy was asked again about his return to Lambeau, and this is how he ended his press conference. Mike, besides the results, overall experience being back on Green Bay. So let's just not. I'm not trying to be rude. I'm I'm I'm, I'm humble pied out. Okay. Alrighty. Thank you. <laughs> that was the end of his press conference. I'm humble pie. They're like, out. Mike, how, besides the game itself, how was your return? I can't do this. I'm not trying to be rude, but I'm humble pied out. I'm out of here. See you, boys. And then he left. <laughs> and then Jerry well, Jones. Well, could you left. imagine losing the way that they did? They had a 14 point lead yeah. in the fourth quarter. The Cowboys were 195 and 0 in the fourth quarter, went up 14 plus points in their franchise history uh-huh. and you lose it's the homecoming it's the Aaron Rodgers it's the Green Bay Packers it's people that you know and love oh, and yeah. you lose that way and they ask hey for one moment here after you just lost by the way you just lost we're going to do this press conference outside of that brutal loss how was everything so let's just not i'm not trying to be rude i'm i'm i'm, I'm humble pied out okay <laughs> thank you <laughs> And off he goes. Line two, good morning. Hey, it's Brett. Hey, Brett, what's up, bro? <laughs> Nothing. I'm, I'm just laughing because I, I don't think McCarthy's ever been pied out before. <laughs> Are you? Is that a fat joke, Brett? Uh, uh, I don't think that guy's ever turned down an extra slice. Or does he have a lot of relations? Oh, my one. God. I don't know. <laughs> He's like Big Pun. He's not just... a player, but he Fs a lot. I I just was just giggling, so this is perfect. Um, Hey, did you guys see uh, uh, Love out there, Jordan Love, out there winning that game for us? Yeah, uh, all the Aaron Rodgers haters can go, uh, the Generation X one said, I got two words for you, suck it! Jordan Love Uh, would never have done any of that. 
So Aaron Rodgers well, haters cram it. Brett, there were people online after Aaron Rodgers at one point had six incompletions with four of them being drops and two notably by Christian Watson. Yeah. There were people still online saying if he would have led Sammy Watkins, they could have got another 10 yards instead oh, of idea. questioning how there could be four drops already. I got people messaging me how Aaron Rodgers is like Major League Baseball. He's a home run hitter. He strikes out most of the time. Then every once in a while, he'll hit a dinger like a big shot. I'm like, oh. <laughs> that whole game, he was just dragging a hog around Lambeau Field. Yeah. Well, and well, the majority of his throws, not all. I mean, he, he did throw one. Uh, Listen, even Tom Brady throws bad balls. A little bit. But uh, beyond that, I... I can't believe we kept going back to Watson uh, after old Butterfingers got hit twice in the hand. But, I mean, it worked out. Yeah, three touchdowns, uh, man, coming up party for him. But please, please tell me Amari Rogers will never be touching a kickoff or a punt again. Watch him be tr- Thursday Night Football now against the Titans. Watch him get trotted out there right away. He's like, well, I learned uh, my lesson. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, I mean that's, everyone should party but him. Everyone should celebrate but him. He should be sent home. I think the about most fumbles in the NFL yeah, what is it? for a yeah. punt returner it's, in the last two It's years. mind-boggling. It's criminal that he's still allowed to go out there. And I know Keyshawn Nixon out there at the end, but my God. God dang. Didn't we? So last year, uh, our third running back, Hill. Kylan Hill. Yeah. Didn't he get hurt? Yeah, towards ACL. Yes. But he was a returner. He was Correct. returning. He, he's just come kick. back within the last week or two. Right. I'm just, I I was just making sure that my mind wasn't Playing freaking out on me. But yes, he was he was returning punts and kicks last year. Let's put him back out there. Any, literally anyone. <laughs> keep but I'm keep pretty sure that's, out that's there. how he got hurt, though. Tell yeah, Randall Cobb, I don't care if you have literally anyone, Brett. a sprained ankle on crutches. Just go back and catch it. Hell, just don't put anyone back there. Just let the let's let the ball fall where it may. I I'm pretty sure Cobb would be fine to just you know fair catch everything. Yeah, Brett, good stuff, brother. Have, enjoy the victory Monday, bud. Yeah, yeah. Go love. <laughs> How bad does it have to be for a professional? organization like the Green Bay Packers to finally say F it. We're having team tryouts. Who wants to go back there and try and catch punts? Well, Hollywood loves rebooting movies. <laughs> they never have an original idea. Let's reboot the movie Invincible. Have Marky Mark come back and reprise a role to be, you know, instead of for the Eagles. It's now for the Packers. Like there was there was a time back in the day growing up playing football where we didn't have a kicker. We no one could make an extra point. And it was at this point it was like, who wants to try and kick an extra point because none of you idiots can. <laughs> And literally, like, it was like a revolving door. I almost feel like at what point is this team going to do that for kick and punt return? Seriously. Just do it now. Like, get it over with. I Like, Amari Rodgers, if he is not... Yeah, I know they won. It was a great victory. One of the greatest games I've seen in a long time. Amari Rodgers needs to be cut from this team. Like, what does... I know the, there's injuries. But what does he bring to the table? What good does gotta, Amari Rodgers bring? I know we're up against the break because I kind of want to go in... On all of this, yeah, and we With got the comments entire to to Amari Rogers fiasco. What? How can you? What does he? What Amari Rogers has seven fumbles. The next non-quarterback in the last year plus for fumbles has eight. So 
He's second. But here's the thing, Ebo. You know how many touches he's had in that time? 62. He has seven fumbles on 62 touches. How many receptions does he have? Eight. He has eight. Eight receptions, seven fumbles. What? This is your homework. Riddle me this today. I don't know who the guy is that has eight fumbles in the last year and a half. But I'm sure he has more than 62 touches. It's probably like a running back <laughs> that, that touches it 300 times sure. a year. That is like the, you know, the AP where he's got a fumbling issue. He's good, but he, he fumbles. I bet it's someone like that. Your homework today, not you, Rowdy, but everyone listening. It ain't Rodgers. What does Amari Rodgers bring to the table that keeps him around? For the, Does he have dirt on Matt LaFleur? Does he? All right, I think I figured it out. Amari Rogers must thread Matt LaFleur's eyebrows. Like, he, he plucks them for him. I think at this point, it must be his eyebrow guy. It's more or less Goody not being able to admit that he was wrong on a top 100 pick because your top 100 picks are supposed to be impact players, and he's anything but. He either has dirt on LaFleur or Goody or everyone, or he's Matt LaFleur's eyebrow guy. Like, what? How is he on the team? And all you Rogers haters out there, I'll be like the Generation X right now. I got two words for you. Sucky. As Aaron Rodgers was a man possessed. Nothing better than talking about efficient, too. Rodgers talks about on bouncing back to beat Dallas after tossing three picks to three touchdowns. Last week was definitely a low, rock bottom ish, for sure. Disappointment. And I felt like that that was the bottom, and it was only up from there. And now he's got his confidence back. A lot of the battles that we face are between I and I, between the person that can go out there and dominate and knows that they can, and the little voice in your head that tries to knock you off of that uh, confident perch you're on. So I'm uh, happy that I knocked that voice back into hell. <laughs> hell yeah, Rogers must have seen some stuff on psychedelics. Rowdy, also, how about the confidence in Christian Watson after dropping two passes to go back to him? And have three touchdowns. Here's Rodgers on, you know, confidence and Watson. Well, we had a lot of plays designed for him, so I don't think there was any other option. Um, I think that catch probably on the atomic level shifted uh, a lot of different things. Atomic Exercising some energetic demons. Proud of him. Yeah, he made some plays. I mean, his best catch of the night was that low throw on the backed up drive, probably on third and two. Rodgers talking about, you know, taking voices in the head back down to hell. Uh on the atomic level, exercising some mental anguish, confidence back. I love it, dude. Uh, he said he needs Christian Watson to stay healthy because when he is, he's a different type of guy. First couple of play actions, 28 was playing low at safety. And, you know, we called a couple of runs and didn't do a whole lot. And Matt said on the sidelines, you know, want to come back with some play action, maybe the next third and short we get. And I came off the fake and was thinking nine all the way. And I noticed the inside released, which was an ad lib by him. But it was a good decision, restacked, and uh, made a great over-the-shoulder catch, and away we go. Well, think about what Christian Watson brings to this team. Uh, whether he can catch a football or not, he's the deep threat. I mean, look at look at the rest of the receivers that are on this roster. Sammy Watkins, once upon a time, used to be a guy that could go deep. He's got bad hammies. He's getting older. The hamstring is a real thing. That's not a guy that's a a deep threat. He's not challenge you vertically anymore. Mm-hmm. Randall Cobb. Again, an older guy that's battling injuries that was playing his best football in the slot. Not a guy that's going to be a vertical threat anymore. You look at, um, well, Romeo Dobbs. 
Romeo Dobbs is not really a vertical threat. He's a, he's been a solid rookie wide receiver, but he's not a guy where you just tell him to just go deep. That's that's not really his game. Yeah. Samari Toure, it's not really his game. We know Jawan that ain't Jawan Winfrey's game. <laughs> like pretty much the one guy on this roster that it was kind of supposed to be replacing Valdez Scantling, who was the four three guy that could run deep. Is I yeah. don't know the four he's, he's three, MBS, the yeah. four three guy named Christian Watson that yeah. can run deep. That was he had size, yeah. he had physical ability. Even him just being healthy to seriously just run deep and to extend the, the defense that way yep. makes this team better because it opens up more stuff underneath for everybody else. That's with him not even catching the yeah. football. Yeah. Well, now he's catching the football, and yeah, you're seeing how there's actually the a threat now. And, and he's this is where, staying on the field with health. If you're a Green Bay Packers fan, you're kind of bummed that Watson could not stay healthy. That is when week Romeo, 10 and this is finally happening? No, no, that Watson couldn't stay healthy and Romeo Dobbs did. And then when Romeo Dobbs gets hurt, now Watson is finally able to stay on the, on yeah, the, you want them the same field page, together. Right? If you could have imagined if you got both of those guys on the, the field together. We wouldn't and, be talking about a 25% chance of making the playoffs. Well, there'd be a lot more uh, plays to be made for yeah. both of them. All right, with this win, though, Rodgers said, you know, is it this simple? Get a win like this and everything turns around. Yeah, I do. You know, we have the advantage this week with, this, with the short week at home. Short weeks are always difficult on teams. Not sure what our status will be uh, injury-wise. Felt like, for the most part, we got out of this pretty clean. But Tennessee's a good football team, well-coached, uh, run similar offense. Obviously, you got one of the top backs in the league, very stout defense. But uh, I saw their weather report. It's supposed to be in the 20s. Mm, I always like our chances when it's in the 20s. I love this well, next one from Rodgers. You know, coming down from you know 14 points and to win in overtime, what does that mean for the team? That was a... A turning point for us. Hopefully a turning point that leads us to go on a streak. But that was a chance for guys to, yeah, it's not our season. Three and seven, what are we doing in the off season? It's not going to be our year. Um, sometimes you can't explain the feelings that you have and the energetic waves that maybe come and go during the week. But I just had a feeling all week we are going to win this game. Aaron Rodgers interjected. Uh, into this game life for the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, now he mentioned that that Tennessee game coming up on a short week here Thursday night at Lambeau. Normally the trends when you look at betting, the trends do favor on these short weeks the home team. Hell yeah. Green Bay's oh, man, the home the team. Just pulled up the line. Green Bay opens two and a half point favorite with a little bit of juice on that two and a half for Let's Green go. Bay, which means it's probably closer to Yep. Minus 2.7, which that means they're saying that they believe both of these teams are going to be uh, pretty much even on a neutral field. We'll see. I we'll mean, see. it's it's a very winnable game again we'll for see. the Green Bay Packers moving forward. <laughs>